Um, have you ever followed a gay guy on Instagram? He licked her ass, had to squeeze his balls, and even ejaculated into her eye. Hello and welcome. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. You know that already, though. Brian Beckner, Ed Daly, later, Fancy Sauce. Uh, it's it's the show. It's burning up the charts. You know that already, though. Um, glad you could join us. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for getting with us. Also, thanks for all the correspondence. Like, we dropped a new mailbag feature this week, a new mailbag post on theballerlifestyle.com. Got some great emails from the listenership and you should if you haven't emailed yet you should email right now or soon listen to the show if you hear something you like if something sparks your interest shoot us an email to mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com because we'll respond we'll we'll use it if it's if it's good we'll we'll definitely use it if it's bad we'll definitely use it in a post on theballerlifestyle.com. So uh, the, the, the interaction is what we're going for. We're trying to find more ways to be interactive with our listening audience. We've had a huge response so far, and we want to keep it up. So, And also, we've, we've gotten a few um, sex questions for our – we're going to drop this week the first installment of Fancy Sex, the sex and advice, sex and relationship advice column here at theballerlifestyle.com, and you're definitely going to want to be a part of that. You're definitely going to want to read it, and we'll keep it anonymous. You know, if you have an issue with the wife or, you know, a lot of people like me might be back on the dating scene after a long time out of the game, and you might have questions, like I can answer those. And we also have a female correspondent to answer with the woman's perspective. So email your sex and relationship questions to Fancy sex at theballerlifestyle.com and uh, we will answer them on the blog and we might even talk about them on the show, both. Uh, today on the show, we're going to do things a little differently. We're going we're gonna to try to race through a few more topics, um, more sports topics to be – wow, to be specific. Um, we, we, you know, we sort of get bogged down, just talk, 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 and we, you know, we both like to make a lot of points, and we both like to talk and, and are pretty fond of the sound of our own voices, but we're, we're going to try to hit on more sports-related topic, including beer prices, uh, a, a, a not-so-comprehensive list of beer prices at Major League Ballparks came out today, and we're going to review that real quick. Uh, also, uh, there was a fight in a baseball game last weekend, and it was it was pretty good as far as baseball fights go. Uh, baseball is like really the only sport where there's any decent fighting anymore. There was a couple good ones last year between the Dodgers and Padres, and so we're, we're going to get to that, the, the manufactured versus the real fighting in professional sports. And... Is everybody out there familiar with Darren Ravel? He's a real douchebag, a really unlikable sports character. And and I would say unlikable but necessary, but he's not really that necessary. He's really, really 
into himself and his sports business reporting for ESPN. He used to be with CNBC. And he may – I don't think it's been confirmed, but he may or may not have been suspended from Twitter for the only interesting tweet I've ever seen him do. So we're going to talk about that. And then we'll, uh, our usual non-sports fair, uh, another study that came out that we need to discuss. Turns out men – are better at relaxing than women, and I, I feel like that's a no duh sort of situation. But I also feel like it's this this might be a, a women's centric study that's choosing to take shots at us and our manhood and, and our ability to relax. And of course, everybody's favorite segment to close the show, as always, Fancy Pop, our our own baller lifestyle pop culture correspondent fancy sauce will be on the show to talk all sorts of stuff stuff um there's a hollywood gay pedophile mafia that's that's it that's i mean i could do a whole show on that um so i'm sure she's going to want to talk about that there's a lawsuit um lindsey lindsey lohan's show has ended she's a mess she's claiming a, a miscarriage and all sorts she's really in bad shape uh and so i'm, I'm sure fancy's going to want to talk about all that stuff um joining me now as always Friend of the show, guy that might be on another planet, but somehow is able to make himself louder than I am in the mix, even though I mix the show. It's my main man, Ed Daly. Ed, how's it going? Ed, try not to steal my thunder because I don't know if you know this. I'm the star of this show. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've got you've got some rabid fans, Brian. I'm I'm doing some soul searching. Tell right me now. Well, yesterday I wrote a letter. To a corporation over poor behavior. Uh, it was an email. I mean, it wasn't a letter, but such I. Such a loser. Yeah. I, beca- I became that guy. What do you. How? I mean, you're. I'm a, I'm a cup of Earl Grey tea <laughs> and a few episodes of Cold Case on my DVR from becoming my mother. I was going to say, what's what's Matlock up to this week, anyways? <laughs> well, in my defense, I was, I was kind of backed into a corner on this one. I doubt it, but go on. All right, the kids are on spring break. Yeah. Which is a real fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. Because now they have nowhere to go. All day long, and it's cold where you live. You probably have to bundle them up to go to parks and shit. Like, being alone with children for an entire day is the biggest bullshit that there is. It's awful. So, yeah, you took them to the movies. I took them to the movies, right. And they want, they saw one of these commercials for Disney Bears. It's kind of like a National Geographic, like, Disney version of something. Like, they just filmed bears for a year, like Jane Goodall, uh, apes kind it's of thing. It's kind of like that March of the Penguins, but of bears. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they were into it, and they wanted to go. And, of course, the theater that's two blocks from my house wasn't carrying the movie, and I had already said, yeah, during your spring break, we'll do it. So then there's a theater that's 15, 20 minutes away. I drive them there. It's a 10 a.m. showing. I'm like, all right, we get the early one, knock it out, go have lunch, like trying to just get this done. Yeah, you're, you're, you've got your day planned. Right. We get there. Doors are locked. What do you mean? I look. It's just the theater doors are locked oh at 10 a.m. It's like yeah. 9.59, 10 a.m. And they're just a bunch of guys in, in polyester, ill-fitting polyester, just milling around. Like there are people there. And we're knocking, and they look up and see us, and then just keep on milling around, oh. except they ignore us. Oh. I knock some more, and then I pull on pull the Pee Wee uh, at Francis's house and Pee's Big Adventure, like the you know the heavy knocking until somebody just can't take it anymore yeah. and open the door. Yeah, you just continue to knock. 
Yeah, I just didn't stop. And the kids are, you know, like, what's going on? What's going on? I mean, these are four and six-year-old boys. They're, they don't, they they're don't know children. They're, going on. they're babes. They're innocents, completely innocent, uh, oblivious to the horrible, horrible world of zit-faced teen movie guy. Exactly. And then, you know, some acne-faced schlub yep. opens the door like a crack. Like, like barely could be inconvenient and goes... Uh yeah uh yeah it the theaters op- uh, opens at noon or something like that I was like well I see on the marquee right there there's a uh, a showing of bears at 10 a.m. and then he goes yeah the manager said it's a mistake and I drove fucking 20 minutes yeah. in tr- like with kids it it was not it was not a fun drive and then there the kids are like kind of crying and and like what a mistake and like this whole thing and. It, and I just wanted to like lay into the guy and just slammed the door in my face and walked away and I knocked some more and like nobody came. And then my kids are upset and then I have to do that like parenting, the bad parenting where you just start promising chocolate milk yeah. and a bunch of bullshit. And, you know, I wanted to lay into him and call him fuckface and everything. Yeah. But I've got two kids there. No, so no, what they, did I do? Yes. I became I became an old lady and like wrote a letter to the corporation yeah. and said, I want some free shit from this. Like I need free movie tickets or something. I was, like I'm not – I was going to say, hopefully it's like summer school where you get some free shit out of it. <laughs> That's right. What, what were they? Sunglasses? Yes. Yeah, sunglasses. What? what was that? Um, Chainsaw and... Chainsaw and D- Dave. Oh, I like that movie. That was a good movie. I remember seeing that. That's underrated. Mr. Shoe. Yeah. Really funny movie. Um, a, young, a young, nubile Courtney Thorne Smith. That's right. Even Kirstie Alley was... Curse the alley of like the prime years right. before she became giant. Cheers, early Cheers era. Curse the alley. Uh, well, Ed, I don't like. First of all, that's fucked. Why were they there two hours early if there was no movie to show? How long does it take to cook popcorn? No, you pop some popcorn. You you run around that little that um, push like vacuumy thing that they do on the carpet. You push <laughs> right. push that thing back and forth a whole bunch of times. And you open the doors. They just didn't – they were just lazy and they knew that only a couple people would show up for that movie. So they're like, nah, fuck it. We'll just wait till noon. But I did have to trade my dignity. Like being a letter writer is just a real bummer. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, you were in a tough situation. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm okay with – whoa. I guess I'm okay with you writing a letter. Um, I, I just don't want you to – Call me next week and advise me as to what's happening on NCIS. <laughs> yeah, Com- complain that your uh, your prescription bifocals have changed and you can't. You need a ride to uh, Dwayne Reed to get a new pair. Um, you know, I called the, I called uh, the cable company. And I said only CBS Network now, like nothing else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yank it all. I need I need Blue Bloods. <laughs> I need eight versions of NCIS. What person of interest, one channel, <laughs> cold case, all old people, television for me anymore because now I write letters. Uh, well, that's good. I mean that's that's something you had to do. You did what you had to do. You're a man. You're an adult in this world and that was an adult way to handle things, Ed. I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. Well, what, please, hopefully you had something more eventful than, uh, than my weekend. Uh, I really didn't. I, as you know, my. My girlfriend is like 12,000 miles away, Ed. And, a lot of lone time. Yeah, a lot. It's lonely weekends. Like, I went to the beach by myself. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm like an old hermit. I, you know, cook things <laughs> for myself. I watch 
Did you search for coins? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've taken up numismatism. Uh, yeah. I, um, it's, it's really, really – like I go to the beach and read a book by myself. Well – yeah, and, I mean it's better it's, than children being with me, obviously. Yeah, I, I, it's it's still a, an upgrade. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, there's worse situations. So yeah, I just I just chilled. I didn't. It was Easter, so I kind of did like an egg little egg hunt thing with my kids. Uh, but that that was about it. I just hung solo and and was just a sad, lonely guy that <laughs> missed a special lady. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, – yeah, so my weekend. I I didn't write any letters, although maybe I should have. Uh, So tell me, Ed, you and I both took a look and came up with a few – It's. I feel like we need to adopt a program here where we're not telling people what to think enough. Right. I just felt like one topic, one sports topic is really – People just don't really know what's going on in the world, so we need to tell them. Yeah, they don't. They need to learn how to think and what better source of that kind of information. If you need thoughts put into your head, you can get them from Brian and Ed, right? Exactly. And what we know right now, we're a week into the NBA NHL playoffs, which means we're still months away from knowing anything. Oh, yeah. Even the first first round. We're like two games into series. I'm not even sure that last year's playoffs are done yet. Do they like run concurrently? I I feel like the playoffs are so long that you're always still involved in a couple years ago's playoffs when a new playoffs start. Right, and and you get these local sports channels that just replay old games, so you're not even sure what you're watching. I don't know, and I I can't find the games. I don't know where TNT and TBS, and sometimes they're on ESPN. I don't know the rules of how the games are shown, and when I go to look for... For a game, it's always tango and cash when I feel like a game should be on. So it's the, the NBA playoffs are very confusing to me. Uh, so we're going to focus on more important things. Tell me. Number one, beer prices. Okay. Business Insider reported uh, all of the average beer pri- – or the average beer prices and all the minimums. The average beer costs 7 bucks. Marlins came in at the high of a minimum of 8 bucks. And Indians and Diamondbacks cheapest at four bucks. Uh, what do you think? Okay, first of all, I'm, I want to write a letter to whoever made this, whichever graphic designer made this chart on Business Insider because it's sideways. Very confusing. All, all, the, te- all the team names are up and down. What all they had to do is turn the chart. The other lots direction. of small fonts, lots of small fonts. Super confusing. Well, I will say this: the Miami Marlins, the cheapest beer at a Miami Marlins game is eight bucks. So, by my calculation, they make about forty bucks a game on beer. Yeah, have you ever seen a Miami Marlins game where there was even a decent showing? My my buddy lives in Miami, and once a year, he'll text me a picture of him at the game. With his giant Doberman sitting in the seat next to him, <laughs> what? Because they have dog night. They have dog night there because no one goes to the game. It's not a big deal to have two hundred giant dogs running around the stands because it's not like they're going to run into any people while they're there. I think that's a perfectly good rule to live by. That if your stadium has dog night, it's not a real team. I, I totally agree. That's a minor league promotion for sure. Um, also, I don't. There's no twenty ounce beer for six seventy five at Dodger Stadium. 
I don't, I've never seen that. There's no, there's no chance that there's that. I mean, maybe like, I don't, maybe there's a Bud Light like out in the pavilion that I don't know about, but the only beers I ever see are like 12, 13 bucks at the Dodger game. So I don't know about that. Same with the 450 for a 16 ounce beer at the LA Angels Anaheim Stadium. There's, that doesn't exist. I've never, I've been to plenty of games there. I've never seen that. I'm just well, yeah. This the surprising thing to me about this whole oh, this whole list was that these beers seem cheap to me. Like yeah. I have never gotten. You can't get a round of four beers anymore unless you're going with a buddy. But like if you're just getting two beers for you and a buddy, it I've never come out even being able to drop a twenty. No, like it's got it's always more than twenty dollars for two beers. So I'm not sure when they show Yankee Stadium, same type of thing. Like maybe you can meet. A guy named Hector under the exactly. uh, under the stairs somewhere and get get the eight dollar beer or seven dollar beer, but it doesn't exist to anyone who actually goes to games. I think there like has to be like one stand somewhere that has this beer for this price, and the only reason they sell beers at that one tap for this price is to get on this list to for, so that they can say. <laughs> No, we have a $6 beer. No one can find it. No one knows where they sell it. It's in the bowels of the stadium with the rats, but it's there. It's available. Yeah, and and the the only beers that are even at the $10, $12 prices are Bud and Coors Light. Like if you wanted exactly. even something like Sam Adams, yeah. like yeah. just something that's not really all that exotic, exactly. they treat that like an aged Dom Perignon. Yeah, it's, there's always like one stand, like the craft beer – Stand where you can get a decent beer. I don't. I noticed the Cubs are on this list, and you and I both have spent a lot of time at Wrigley Field. And the Cubs, they have a pretty good setup where they'll crack in the bleachers. They'll crack you a can, a tall boy can of you know like Beck's or Heineken or you know a decent German lager, Corona, whatever, and they'll pour it in a cup for you. And that's seven twenty five, and I feel like that's well worth it. You get the full because you know the other thing, and I don't know if this is urban legend or not, what? but supposedly the beer, the domestic tap beer at a ballpark, is a lower alcohol percentage. And somebody emailed me because you guys know about this. You either one way or the other know. It doesn't seem to me like they would brew a lower percentage alcohol beer, but it's always been the rumor that you never get the domestic. You never – well, I would never get a Bud Light anyways. But you never get – if there's Bud Light and Takati, both pretty shitty beers, always get the Takati because that's got the full alcohol content in it, whereas the domestic beer is the watered-down ballpark version. Wow. Well, that's the uh, somebody email interest, us interesting sign off point. Yeah, uh, mailbag at yeah. theballerlifestyle dot com. Let us know ballpark beer. Is it watered down? React. Okay, Ed. What's All the right. next topic? Next thing on the 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 uh, docket is fighting. There was a big fight between the Brewers and Pirates. Pretty good. Some some real eye socket punching. Yeah. Uh, some cheap shots. I and that. I was just thinking, I love a good actual fight. Like I like seeing athletes really going at it because they're angry and it makes you realize that all the bullshit NHL fights that you see over the years are like all staged and kind of just joyless. Like nobody is really all that fired up and it's kind of a bummer when you think about like all these terrible fights and finally you get a real one and uh, what, what, do you, what do you think about fighting? Well, the, the NHL ones are really sad because they, 
I've seen where they I think they made a documentary or it might have been a thirty for thirty about how all the all the designated goons really do not want to fight. Right, they, and their hands are yeah, their hands are all injured. Yeah, they're all scarred up, and they go, "Oh fuck, we're going to Vancouver tomorrow." That means, or we're going to Toronto. That means I got to fight Ty Domi, or you know, it's like always that like they they can't sleep. They're really racked with with an, the anticipation of having to throw their hands, and it's really just like a staged, stupid. Thing. Yeah, it's NHL. I mean, it's a uh, it's uh, WWF essentially. Exactly. It's like we they did something to us, you know, last year when we were at they disrespected. You know, somebody bumped into our goalie, and it's really like the NHL fights are. They're, I mean, sometimes they're kind of cool, uh, but I, overall they're stupid. Basketball. I missed the basketball of the eighties, where any given night, the early eighties, like somebody could get decked by Moses Malone. Yeah, they. I, I watched the uh, documentary on the Bad Boy Pistons. Oh yeah, and they showed some great fights where like people were just pissed off that Rick Mahorn clotheslined them, and so they yeah. they were just going to start punching or Lambeer. Yeah, yeah, Lambeer was the worst. The, them and the Lakers used to go at it really hard with the Pistons and the Lakers in the in the late eighties, early nineties. That that stuff was good. Any more like. Obviously, football. There's no fights in football. There, you know, occasionally a guy will swing his helmet or something, looks stupid. And basketball, they don't fight anymore. Baseball, they usually, you know, there's a that that slow walk out to the pitcher's mound, like, hey, hold me back. Right. It's the uh, it's like the guy in Days and Confused who's like, oh, people will stop me before I actually get there. Right, and then he gets his ass kicked. Unfortunately, right. in baseball, they you know it's it's really manufactured. It's trying to look like tough guys, or you get some pussy like last year, uh, Zach Greinke, who's a real baseball player, who's an important baseball player, hit oh, yeah. Carlos Quentin with a pitch, obviously by accident because Carlos Quentin is not a guy that you're going to go after, and he charged the mound and. Granky tried to get low on him and separated his shoulder. Then you got a real baseball player that's necessary to a contending team on the shelf for six weeks, while while a guy, while while a a, a criminal like Carlos Quentin gets to get his at bats every night. I feel like if you injure an actual player like Zach Granky, you should have to sit out as long as he's got to sit out. What should should there be some kind of rule like that, Ed? Yeah, their time plus ten days after that, or whatever the Even penalty better. would have been. Even better, They're, like you, you need to suffer more than the guy that you offended. Ed, the listeners of this show that prefer me to you are not going to like it when you best my points like that. <laughs> like I, you know, I may, I make, and a, we'll hear it. I make, you, a, yeah, I make an okay point, and then you make a better one. People are going to send emails about that. Okay, hey, mailbag at theballerlifestyle dot com. Do you like? Ed or myself better, and if so, why? Stop. But, but pit us against each other. Let's make us argue. <laughs> make us argue for ourselves. Lo- All right, fine. We, we should do a <laughs> moving on. We should do a poll, and then the whoever loses has to sit out a week or something. You get you get emails and tweets from people in your voice. People love you. I know they do. <laughs> And I love all of you. You get Im- you get impersonators. I, I get I get people tell me I'm too loud on the podcast. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll turn you way down this week. Uh, okay, what, last point. Tell me, Darren Ravel. He it's reported that ESPN might have respen- uh, suspended Ravel from Twitter a little while after he tweeted a picture of an enormous sack of shit yes. Uh, yes. taking up two front row seats at the Bulls playoff game, and his tweet was a picture of a guy. 
uh, taking up two seats, and it said cost of two courtside seats tonight for for tonight's Bulls game is five thousand dollars. <laughs> and then he had to send out some lame apology. <laughs> Brian, should Darren Ravel have been suspended here? Of course not. This is the first of all. It's it's actually funny because his he's almost making fun of himself here. Because all he ever does is monetize. Like the one, one of the worst ones he ever right. did was when they were pulling the Chilean miners out of the the mine. <laughs> the first, you know, their, this is their first light they'd seen in two months. So they pull him out, and he's and he's like, first miner is wearing Oakleys. <laughs> if all if all sixteen miners come out wearing Oakleys, could result in over a hundred million dollars worth of free advertising. <laughs> Like uh, that's all he does is quantify like how much money how how or monetize how much things you see in games are worth and so he's kind of doing that here because here's this giant fat fuck taking up two seats right on the court and and he's uh, he's saying hey look this two seats five, this guy paid five grand to put his fat ass in those two seats. And I, I wasn't watching the game. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to find it even if I tried. I don't, I, if it was on TNT, I'm pretty sure that's 247 on DirecTV. But I'm not sure. Every time I turn it on, it's some movie from the 80s that I didn't like the first time, or, or something. But if anyone saw that, <laughs> if anyone saw that guy, the, the, they yes. would wonder the same thing. They'd be like, "He's taking up two seats. Yes. Like those courtside seats must cost a lot." Yes, and he got he he got a ton of hate mail. Like, how dare you make fun of this guy's weight problem? Like. And I'm pretty sure the picture might, it was showing him eating something that was yes. not watching his weight. He's watching his girlish figure. Well, if you're, if think about it, if you're that fat, it would be hard to maintain that level of fatness. You would have to eat constantly. And I, I get, I get the plight of of trying to keep off weight. I, it's a, it's, it's a hard. problem in America because right. we have. Tons of good food and booze. Yes, and I, I I've got to work out a lot just to just to not become a tub of shit myself. That's true, but but like we're we're not allowed to even point out that this guy's taken up two seats. Like if you yeah. can't fit in one seat, I'm not saying he has to comfortably fit in one seat, but if he can't fit in one seat, then it should be pointed out because if there was some skinny guy with his feet up on the seat next to him, and like it was obvious this guy was just taking up two seats. There would be an outrage yeah. and well, who is this asshole taking up two seats? Did he just waste $5,000 just to be an asshole and take up two seats? But this guy, we're supposed to like have a candlelight vigil for him? Yeah, he's, somebody should get to this guy and interview him because I, I need to know more about this giant fat ass. But the, yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's something that was obvious to everyone and it shouldn't be one of those things where we just go, well, let's all pretend that there's not a huge fat guy taking up two seats on the side of the court. Like it's something you – it's kind of like when a, a, there – a lot of times but when Phil Jackson was coaching the Lakers in the playoffs behind the bench there would be always some starlet with just giant cans right behind his head and it, <laughs> the the camera would go to it and you all you'd see was these huge boobs and it's one of those things I, I mean it's not the ideal situation but it's something you notice let's all not pretend that we don't notice something okay there's some big tits there's some big fat guy Let, let's let's have a frank discussion about Big boobies and big fat fatties. Also, the the more global point here is how boring and safe and mundane and uninteresting is ESPN in general. Right they they're gonna they're gonna have four hundred different anchors 
with their shitty catchphrases, yeah. phrases, like referencing some lame punchline and everybody loves Raymond or something every time somebody hits a home run. And the finally, somebody tweets something kind of humorous, kind of interesting, and they put him on the shelf. This guy has sent out 400 pictures of hot dogs at minor league ballparks in the last week, and they didn't suspend him for that. Exactly. And finally... And finally, he makes a point about a fucking just a giant sack of shit. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the bigger point. That ESPN is dead as a journalistic entity. You know, they have Ben Roethlisberger rapes a woman or is accused of raping a woman, and they don't they barely report on it because it makes their business partner, the NFL, look bad. And then somebody, one of their reporters makes sort of an innocuous tweet. Bill Simmons, who's arguably, maybe not even arguably, is the biggest name in sports journalism right now. They suspended him not that long ago for making fun of something that happened on one of their stupid morning shows. Yeah, Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. He pointed out that that guy was a blowhard, and they suspended him. Yeah, your guy is a clown. That's why you put him on TV. You put him out there to be a clown. Bill Simmons, who has an audience, says, hey, your guy's a clown, and all of a sudden they suspend him. ESPN is – it's a joke. It's a joke, and and if they didn't have these properties, if they couldn't show games, they they would not be around anymore because they're they're uninteresting in literally every way. I I had high hopes for the new Fox Sports One, like that could be a competitor, and then it was like, hey, here's Donovan McNabb talking about the U.S. Open tennis tournament. It was, <laughs> it was like what? And they have a couple- it was even worse than ESPN. They 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 really have tried to do like a Sports Center thing. They have a Fox Sports, I don't even know what it's called. They're Sports Center like show, and they have like some kind of silly anchors, and they're Canadian guys. Yeah, Canadian guys. And then it's like, Andy Roddick, what do you think about Manny Pacquiao's strategy in the ninth round? Yeah. Like they're asking cross sports questions. It, it's 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 an abomination. Well, yeah, Andy Roddick's a personality. That's that's what drives me crazy. Why not get somebody interesting, like the hosts of this show? <laughs> In there, the people that actually have opinions, when when instead they can get a guy who played sports and kind of can talk okay and not really be interesting. Right, has a hot wife. Yeah, has a hot wife. Uh, yeah, is uh, Don, Donovan, Mc, Donovan McNabb got a DUI not that long ago? Yeah, I think he spent a night in the Gray Bar Hotel. Also, I think um, I think Keyshawn Johnson just got arrested for domestic violence. He's on he's on the ESPN NFL. Pre-game. That's too bad. He seemed like a great dude. He, Sorry about that. I mean, he's not that bad on TV. I, I just wonder if those guys are going to be looking for jobs soon. They don't usually tolerate that. Uh, okay, Ed, excellent job on the sports top seat. We just it's pretty pretty great. Yeah, we were. We just we ran were right through that. We told everybody what they need to think. I'm sure people are scribbling all of our I, thoughts down so they could go to their water cooler at work and sound smart like we already yeah. are. Good job, Next guys. week, bring the legal pad to the podcast. Yeah, uh, one one non sports story this week, Ed. Okay, Pew Research. I'm not really sure who they are. They're one of these big <laughs> research firms. They put they did a study, and I, I don't even know what to make of this. Maybe you can help me. And I'll just read from the story. It says it's well documented, and that well documented is a link. So I, I assume that means that they they've done another study that 
confirms this for them, but it says it's well documented that mothers do more childcare and housework than fathers. But what about on the weekend when both parents theoretically have more time for leisure? Although I pronounce it leisure. When more when the, parents have theoretically have more time for leisure. Our new analysis of time use data shows a striking change of pace for moms and dads on Saturday and Sunday. Mothers take a little break from childcare, but not housework on the weekend. Fathers pick up more housework, and the amount of time they devote to childcare is a lot closer to mothers on the weekend. Ed, what are your thoughts? It, it just tells me women have no ability to have fun. That's part of they it, just, definitely. They, they, don't, they don't know how to. Like, I know my wife will create busy work, like spend an hour and a half looking up uh, some sort of child's product or activity <laughs> yes. when, when she could be just Chilling. doing something for herself. And I'd be supportive any time if she said, hey, I want to do this, I want to do that. But I feel like women – create this for themselves like they're interested in doing work for kids yeah they're and they're de- they're not interested in doing work for their men that's for sure also <laughs> i feel like this is one of those uh this was a survey so yeah survey in women's home journal or something. right so i feel like men are more apt to answer honestly how do you spend your time on the weekend well i you know get a few beers after work with the guys and then hang out go go to soccer and and whereas a woman's like oh my weekends are so full i can't get the housework done and i feel like it's a problem of um, maybe some signal noise in there that maybe women have a little more leisure, but they're not as apt to report their leisure time. Whereas men ha- are doing a little bit more on the weekend, but they're just, it's not a big deal. Yeah. I get up and I'll wash the cars and they, they, they might not report as much stuff that they do around the house during what is quote unquote called leisure time. Well, that's a good point. Um, have you ever followed a gay guy on Instagram? Because wow. those guys on the weekends seem to be having the time of their lives. So I think it's just men are just know how to have fun. <laughs> if I if I could if I could get past uh, having to touch another man's cock and balls, yeah, they... listen listen to techno, wearing tight pants, watching a lot of reality TV. I would love to be gay in a gay couple I, because they just seem to – like their weekends seem to be just Bloody Marys and parties. You know what? I I have to agree. I have noticed that there's a lot of gay enjoyment, especially on the weekends. Well, they have no children, Ed, typically. No, but I, I, I even know a, a gay guy with with children or a child and it seems like they just – they're having fun. It's Bloody Marys with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is – they know how to do it. Well, they're both guys. You know, there's no – Yeah, they're guys. No guys know how to just have fun. Yeah. Guy, just, guys, guys don't get bogged down in the minutia. They don't want credit. They don't want to assign blame. They just want to get shit done and get on to the Bloody Marys and smart cocktails and fashion. Exactly. Yeah. Re- respect to the gays. Marriage is a partnership, Ed. It's <laughs> – we all do our own part to make it go, and it's not easy for either side. It's a give and take. It's a give and take. That's right. That's absolutely right. Uh, Ed, excellent job as always. It was pretty. It was a pretty pretty good start, and I expect an even better finish. All right. 
Joining us now, everybody's favorite, number one most listened to segment of the number one most listened to podcast anywhere. It's the BallerLifestyle.com podcast. Joining us now for Fancy Pop is our very own Baller Lifestyle pop culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Wow, I'm good. Hi, Ed. That's quite an intro. Am I really the most talked about, most popular? I feel like that's... It's a factual intro. Really? Your super pop, pop, fancy pop, is tearing up the charts on iTunes. That makes me happy. Yeah, everyone loves Kate Fancy Sauce, and uh, we, we have the emails to prove it. People are burning up our inboxes. Aww. And uh, so, yeah, we, we, we love having you on and the listeners love hearing you. So tell us what's going on in the world of pop culture. Okay, this week my first story is about the creepy underbelly of Hollywood and what's going on. Um, starting with uh, the gay mafia, as they're known, Hollywood's gay power elite, one of whom is X-Men director Brian, Brian with a Y, singer, Um, who's been accused of drugging and raping uh, a teenager who's now 31. The story revolves around parties thrown by gay entertainment types in singers' social circle um, who would routinely round up um, a bunch of twinks. And if you don't know what a twink is, it's, I guess, like a young, kind of hairless, young-looking gay boy. Remind me to come come back to this twink topic. Does it mean underage or just looking underage? Yeah. I think just looking underage. It's young. They need to look. They need to look young. It's, it's and, real, real quick. Do we do we have any gays in our audience? If we do, I need to know what classification I'm under in the gay world. <laughs> like I'm not like I'm real. I'm smooth and I'm young looking. Right. But I'm not quite a twink because I'm stocky. I'm solid. Yeah, uh, twinks have to be like real um, young. Thin, you know, and and bears have to be hairy. I'm not hairy, so I I can't be a bear. Right, I'm stocky, but I'm not a hairy guy. No, we need to know gays. Do we have gay listeners? Who are we? Are we nomads? Yeah, I need to know what what I'm classified (laughs) under. I need one of my gays to reach out, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com, and tell me, Ed and I, what classification do we get in the gay (laughs) sex world? Right. I feel like you and Ed might need to post like um, better pictures so that <laughs> of yourselves so that people can really like, you know, th- have a good look and, and, and be able to explain what they think. Yeah. Cause you don't, you don't, you've only got some very small picture maybe, on Twitter, maybe, right? Maybe, Both like of you? Some, maybe like some bathing suit shots, <laughs> some, some beefcake. Hey, you said it. Uh, Kate, I feel like this is a huge story. There's apparently – It's a huge story because apparently yeah. they're having these parties with these with these boys and they're plying with them with drugs and alcohol, promises of fame and movie roles in exchange for sex. And apparently some of the sex was not consensual. This guy who's now 31 um, – he was 17 in 1999 when he's claiming that this happened to him. Yeah, it say Polanski. It sounds yeah. it sounds worse though that they would have these big parties and they would make all these young boys be naked and just ha- the, it was like the rules of the party that they would have to be available for sex with any of these yeah. 
Hollywood power brokers walking around promising them roles in movies. Here's and here's what makes it extra gross. There's probably plenty of young-looking, available 18 and 19-year-old party boys that are ready to get down willingly and party with these rich Hollywood guys. Yeah, yeah. But I don't that, think you'd have to troll West Hollywood for very long to exactly. find But that, those, those guys, guys don't get off on that. These guys right. wanted it extra, extra... They want to break the law. Yeah, they yeah. wanted it to be illegal. They wanted really underage curvy. boys. And they, and they got off on forcing them to have sex with them. And I, it's my understanding that this is just the tip of the iceberg that there's a documentary been made and there's more and more stories about to come out about all this dirty gay pedophilia happening in Hollywood, the gay mafia. And I feel like the, the, the regular gay mafia is going to turn on this pedophile gay mafia because I feel like this is just a sect of it. Uh Yeah. Right. It's, it's a bad deal. And, and also, I think Brian Singer is getting away with uh, something else that's really bothering me. He's known as X-Men director Brian Singer when I clearly remember he should also be known as Superman Returns Brian Singer, which was a, just a horrendous yes, piece of shit you. of a movie. It was. The opening credits of that movie took 37 minutes. That was a really, was the worst. really, really bad movie. Um, speaking yeah. of, also, the, the guy he cast as Superman... I feel well, like he cast him because he who was wa- that again? I don't, he was the yeah. he was the least masculine Superman I think I've ever seen. He he cast a cigar store Indian personality Wooden. to play Superman. You know what I do? Will say about Brian Singer? I bet he knows how to have fun on weekends. Uh, oh, for sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> Team No Kids. Uh, well, so, we'll, yeah, I'm following this story. I think it's going to blow up. Yeah, keep keep us posted on that, Kate, because that is, that's a very interesting story. Could uh, it might be past the statute of limitations? <laughs> criminally but these guys are being sued and it's one of those things where they probably would if there was a way they would have settled this by now to keep it quiet and since they haven't the gloves are off we're going to hear more and more stories a a few producers were just outed today as possibly being part of this and Uh more more big names to come in, in the hollywood pedophile gay mafia and hot on the heels of this story comes revelations about super creepy hipster photographer Terry Richardson, um, you know, who's, who's known for his kind of soft porn images, um, having more allegations thrown at him about inappropriate sexual behavior towards his models. Um, the latest, um, I guess, is a Facebook message which was sent to a model which read, if I can fuck you... I'll book you in NY for a shoot for Vogue. And this is not the first time a model has complained about him. Um, and he likes to refer to himself as Uncle Terry. Really creepy. Ugh. Super gross. Anybody that wants to coerce someone into sexing them is like freaks me out so much. Also, why did this guy is known for wearing my wardrobe from like 1991? Right. He, he, he also is known for having creative facial hair. Anyone with creative facial hair is somebody that should never be trusted, and, ever. And ironic glasses, everything about him is super gross. Also, like, I don't know how these things work, but I'm in charge. Like, I'm running a magazine or I have a clothing line. I'm definitely and – I, and I have a bunch of hot models, barely clothed that I need photographed. I'm bringing in a gay guy. 
I don't, I don't want anybody getting <laughs> right. too bogged down in all that testosterone flowing all and getting too sexed up around all these hotties. Give me a gay man called David LaChapelle or one. There's plenty of gay photographers out there. How, how do you even end up with this creepy guy shooting for Vogue? Yeah. Well, Vogue has distanced themselves and they've said, we have no plans to work with him in the future. I mean, this isn't the first time earlier this year, a former model came forward on Reddit um, to claim that during a shoot with Uncle Terry and the quote unquote, he licked her ass, had to squeeze his balls and even ejaculated into her eye. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Fancy. (laughs) I was not ready for that. Wow. Lethal Weapon 3 there. <laughs> Holy cow. I, now I need a shower. And uh, like yeah. he routinely gets naked and he drinks a lot on shoots, takes his clothes off. Um, one model, um, Coco Rocha, who's, she's a big model. Um, she said, I've oh, shot with Terry kind. before and I didn't feel comfortable and I won't do it again. Um, so, you know, he, um, another girl has said of, of Uncle Terry, he takes girls who are young, manipulates them to take their clothes off and takes pictures of them they'll be ashamed of. They're too afraid to say no because their agency booked them on the job and they're too young to stand up for themselves. Wow. So he's just a fucking pervert. Yeah, he's, he's, in, the, he's in the Brian Singer class. He's, he's a full-on predator that abuses his right. power. <clears throat> and he's super creepy looking like you could see that coming from miles away. Did did he didn't he sex Lindsay Lohan? Is that am I misremembering that? Was he on the list? He was th- not on the he wasn't on the list, but you know, who knows. I know I thought I had read that there was a rumor of that in the past. Yeah, we'll we'll see what comes of that because it's always kind of weird when somebody's outed for something that you kind of knew they were doing anyways. Like, is this guy going to keep, cause he's a big, big, no, name. he's a, no, he's a liability now. So like yeah. no, no big company, like an H and M will ever hire him because if something happens on a shoot, they look and bad. they'll, well, they'll be, they don't want to be associated with yeah. that and they could be sued. So he's, his career is, you know, is in big trouble. Yeah. And, and good. And it isn't, isn't the market tapped out of the sexy mugshot thing? Like that's all he does. Yeah, he does the same picture oh, every yeah, time. Exactly, sexy mugshot. He's, he's got yeah, a white screen. Yeah, he does. He's, and, and he was he was responsible for the uh, the the first kind of like Miley Cyrus half naked pictures where she's kind of like uh, changing her image with the new haircut and um, you know lots of sexually, sex, sexually suggestive photographs of her. She is. She might be the least attractive human being on earth. She really is. She's re- she's not and cute at all, so and she's annoying. she's super annoying and not sexy. Like she sticks out her tongue and she thinks she's being sexy. Yeah, and she looks like her breath gross. smells awful. Yeah, she's she's her really breath gross. could her breath looks awful. Yeah. Uh, okay, Kate. Well, let, let's keep um, us posted on any okay, happenings with the great Terry Richardson and his sure fancy glasses and interesting facial hair. Um, you guys. It seems like Hollywood might be tiring of Johnny Te- Johnny Depp's too cool shtick because his oh, latest no. movie has bombed as well. Uh, I don't I don't want to take credit, but let's take credit. Anybody right. that's listened to this show knows that we predicted this weeks ago that the yeah. bloom. I, I, I think those are my exact words. The bloom is off the Johnny it's Depp off. rose. It's off in a big way, officially off. He's he's lucky. He's got all those bracelets and that private island, yeah. and, and and he's ninety percent scarfs anymore. And and he's got his hooks into a twenty seven year old model. 
uh, because the his time as the sexiest man in Hollywood is over. You know, you know, I, I just, I don't, I don't think they let me have enough Bengal bracelets in in the shoot to, to make make it work. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Depp. Johnny, thanks Holy for coming shit. on the show. Johnny. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, uh, the CGI uh, eliminated some of the bracelets and scarves. Right. And, uh, yeah. I, I think I think that was part of the problem. And uh, I'm just going to give a lot of inconsequential interviews. Johnny, can I ask you a question? <laughs> Do you think the studio maybe made a bad choice putting just your face on the poster for the movie? You know, uh, uh, I was... Uh, Unaware that I was being asked an actual question, uh, did you notice my Bengal bracelets and scarves? Right, and and you know, they wouldn't let you wear that one hat that, with all the holes in it. It's the fucking worst. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even channel him because he never answers questions. He's he's, he's very loose. He's really the worst. <laughs> he's the worst. Well, go do another pirate movie, buddy, because that's the only way people are going to watch. Yeah, he he made yeah. a lot of money. He got a lot of pussy. Um, right. But, I mean, look, he might feel like he's taking the road less traveled. But, I mean, he ended up in the same destination all these Hollywood actors seem to stop at, where they just become a caricature of themselves and no one can take them seriously. I'm that, pretty sure his ex-wife, Vanessa Paradis, is having a good laugh right now. That that is absolutely true. These guys spend so much time looking in a mirror that they just become the thing they're trying to portray. And that that's that's actors in general. They they read mm-hmm. other people's words. They not you know they're typically not super intelligent. They're good at channeling other people's they stuff. Are they don't, they don't actors, have an identity of their own. Actors are made they, to feel super important, and they're compensated for for this yes. for. Standing on a mark yep. and reciting a line that they've had to memorize in a believable respect, way. And, you know. I respect a good actor. Sure. But at the same time, like, it's not it's not any more important than any let's other craft that somebody's good at. Yeah, but. let's not overemphasize the importance of what's going on here. Like, that's the, what essentially what you're doing. And, you know, we place so much importance. We give them so much, you know, we give them more power than you know than they deserve and he's been walking around like like the type of he he looks like a guy who lost a bet for the last decade and a half (laughs) yeah he he mopes a a lot for a guy with a couple hundred million bucks in the bank and and all the pussy he can and that's what this comes down to johnny depp has a lot of fuck you money so he can afford to have a few bombs under his belt that's absolutely true he you know he hasn't really like looking back and you could do this with a lot of actors or movie stars. Like he made a lot of money doing those Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Oh yeah, he did. And the, sure. those no no one would argue that that's not cinema. I mean, those are Disney movies. He, he yeah, they were blockbusters. He made a lot of money. Good for him. But I don't I don't think he's really been like super amazing. In, I mean, I guess I'd have to look at his IMDb. He had Edward Scissorhands. That was a pretty good movie. He was. I think yeah. he had a couple of those Edward, French movies. He was good in Edward. Edward. That's yeah. He was kind of over the top. He was good in that. Uh, he did Fear and Loathing in Las doing, Vegas. That was a good movie. He, he's. Yeah, I'm, 
I think he was good at Once Upon a Time yeah. as a, a good oh, actor. He was, but for sure. I he was agree. on Twenty One Jump Street. He, beca- Cr- he, he was became, in Cry yeah. Baby. What's eating? Uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape? He, he, you know, even Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Like he was. That's good. a good movie. Yeah, yeah. He, he's yeah. a good actor. He's, uh, he, you know, he, 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 his time has come. His his career has run its course. His the bloom is off the Johnny Depp rose. But who knows? Maybe he'll yeah. reinvent. Who knows? Who, yeah. Sorry, Johnny. Okay. Okay. Not, ne- not next likely. story, Kato. Moving on, quick Scientology. Oh, I love these. It's one of my favorite topics to discuss oh. in the world. Uh, like I'll I'll engage with you on Scientology where, wherever, whenever. Tom Cruise reportedly dating actress Laura Prepon, previously of the mm-hmm. '70s show, and she's now she's in that show Orange Is the New Black. She plays a lesbian, which the church does not approve of or support. Right, I don't like homosexuals. Um, but she's come out. She's come out denying that, of course. So we'll never know. But you know, I mean, at least if this is true, at least Tom Cruise's handlers have realized it's safer for him to date inside you, the cult you, than you know outside because it's been a disaster so far. You know far what for I notice and. This is just an observation. I mean, it's mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, and I have no idea. I have no opinion one way or the other. But he's widely <laughs> been rumored. Not by me. Mm. This is not invented. This is an alleged situation. And the BallerLifestyle.com yeah, in no way means to purport this. But it's been no. widely rumored that he is a closeted homosexual man. Yeah. And I've read, I've read right, that too. It's, it's been said. And what I and he's mm. also a wee wee short short little guy. He's little and she's and tall. she's tall and he all, all tall. he always beards up. I mean, gets a girlfriend or wife that is this tall, statuesque, robust woman. It's almost like he's overcompensating. Like, uh, yeah, uh, here mm. I am, this wee That's little gay man. Get me the biggest woman you can find, so I can show people how the not most gay womanliest I am. woman. So it's only a matter of time before he's dating uh, the Xena warrior princess. Yeah, or lady. that, or that um, <laughs> Brienne from Tarth on China. Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I would give, I would give anything <laughs> for them to go on a date. Brienne of Tarth and Tom Cruise. <laughs> he pr- he probably barely comes up to her sternum. <laughs> Best thing ever. Well, well, yeah. I really want Brienne, like someone on Game of Thrones, to give Brienne like a makeover and like put like a wig, like long hair, put some makeup on, like a pretty dress and some jewelry and like um and twirl yeah, around. Yeah, like sex down. her up, put her in a corset or something. So bad for her. Like she knows she's so. Oh, she's butch massive. And right, she's a big. Yeah, girl. In- interesting to see. Um, yeah, Scientology, super weird religion, cult, obvious cult. I mean, don't. I don't want to give him my address. Or David no. Miss, yeah, I, David Miss Cavage's wife, wife is still hasn't been seen since two thousand and seven. Yeah, we still don't know where she probably, is. Apparently, she's been she's holed up in that Twin Peaks CST who are these people? center. D, David Miss Cavage is the he's he took over from L. Ron Hubbard and he he leads. He's, oh, he's okay. Tom Cruise's he's best Tom friend. Cruise's they ride, they, ride BF, motor, they show BFF. up on on. Street bikes together, like they ride motorcycles around Hollywood and stuff together. <laughs> and he's also looks like a wee little maybe gay man yeah, to me, David. Miscavige. He's super little, and yeah, they do that. They they force people into hard labor. His wife is has gone missing. She's supposedly like under. She was very high up in the church, yeah. and apparently there was you know she started to they were they were having a lot of arguments, and he shipped her off to 
one of the other um, Scientology locations where she's being um, held, yeah reprogrammed. It's been reported. She's being well well yeah. compensated. Right. She's, she's probably being reprogrammed, and she's gonna come out and. Well, she's yeah, she's not out and about. Put it that way. She's under armed yeah. guard. I have. I yeah, have a super sketchy. Don't cross the Scientologist. That's All for right. sure. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to die or be murdered. So let's move on. Definitely not. Okay. Um, this brings me to my weekly uh, Lindsay Lohan update. Um, the very depressing train wreck, um, which I personally couldn't get enough of, which was Lindsay's reality show, wrapped up on Sunday night with a two-hour finale. And I think it's pretty safe to say that if the purpose of this show is to show the world and more importantly the entertainment industry that Lindsay's sober reliable ready to show up for work and has a handle on her life it failed dismally oh yeah she's a mess now she's doing she's doing that thing where that a lot of jilted lovers do I'm not saying this has happened to me personally but a lot Mm. of times at the end when, when someone feels something slipping away They'll come up with just something way off the, out of this world, lie, made up thing to get sympathy. They might tell you that they're pregnant when it's not true. And in this case, that's true. That's what happens. Yeah, I've heard that 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 happens. pregnant. We need to get back together and get married. And then they have a miscarriage. They miscarry the baby. That happens often. And in this case, Lindsay Lohan's claiming that she she had a miscarriage. Yeah. Brian's talking about the big reveal of the show, of the finale, was that she suffered a miscarriage during filming. And that's why she had to take a couple of weeks off and couldn't film because she was sick. And I mean, if this is true, which I highly doubt, I mean, holy shit. But given her, who's the dad? Well, we don't know. That wasn't she didn't she didn't get she that. Did, that wasn't part of her. No, review. it was just it was it was kind of like a throwaway thing towards the end of the finale, um, <clears throat> where they're interviewing her. And I mean, given the staged candor throughout the show, this reveal seemed less than genuine to me. Of course, it would seem more like an excuse more than anything for her general slackness. It's like she's had a chance at the very end of the show. She had seen the first episode or first one or two episodes of the show. So she's being interviewed about what it was like watching her show. And I think she saw and she was like, that's not how I want to be portrayed. I need to make up a story for sympathy. And what she came up with was that, hey, I had a miscarriage. Yeah, she... Like that's something you. She's a mess. She's a child. She she does not have the tools to succeed in life as an adult. And this is going to end very badly, which is what we've been saying this entire time. Right. She's got all the same douchey friends who are all drinking, probably doing drugs in front of her. She's still putting herself in super douchey situations like going to Miami during Art Basel, staying on Star Island at some friend from L.A.'s rented mansion and getting mixed up in altercations with Baron Hilton, Paris Hilton's brother. I mean, like use some judgment. If you're at a mansion party with Baron Hilton or any Hilton, you're doing it wrong. Agreed. So... I'm, at least, yeah. at least Oprah's got her best interest at heart. That's true. Yeah. Now Oprah says she's not going to do. <laughs> she's not going to give her another chance. But I feel like if they get enough publicity from this first season, we could be looking if at a second season. They feel like they're going to get. I feel like if the, if Own Network feels like it's going to get better ratings, um, and more people will watch, that there'll be a second yeah. season. Although Oprah if, has if, to be careful. If the, if the Own Network could get better ratings. 
Uh, Oprah would execute Stedman live on TV. Is that still going yeah. on? Is she still got? It, is she still toting Stedman around? No, I, I don't know where Stedman. She's got is. that beard too. Stedman or hasn't alleged. been seen since nine, 2007 either. Along with is he with Shelley Miscavige in a in a in, <laughs> at Gold Base? <laughs> yes, he's hold like they're keeping him somewhere. Uh, yeah, Lindsay's in bad shape. She's drinking again. She she's going to be back in rehab in yeah. no time, and she's got no no paydays yeah, on reports- the horizon. No, there's reports that not only was she drinking at Coachella, but apparently on April 6th, she decided to throw a viewing party for her, the premiere of her show at the Gramercy Park Hotel with a group of friends. And not only was she reportedly drinking, but she was apparently drunk. So um, that it's, it's, it's not going well, yeah. as I've been saying the whole time. But she did say that the sex list was real. Like she did write that list, but it apparently was part of a uh, it was a step in AA. I think it was her your sexual inventory um, for her sponsor when she was at Betty Ford, and someone someone took a picture of it. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I think that's part. The problem is she's a serial liar, and I'm certain that was leaked for publicity. Yeah. Anyway, it, uh, she had a chance to present herself on the show any way she wanted to, and. Uh, you know, that's what yeah. we got. I'm, I'm kind of sad. She had it's a over. chance. I, I definitely would watch another season. To get season. up before noon every day for two million dollars, and she couldn't do it. But I still think this show is a much more realistic, a much more real than other shows of the same nature. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely, for sure. definitely. This was no keeping up with the Kardashians. No. This was, and she doesn't like the way that she's been portrayed, which is just yeah, how she exactly. is. Exactly. She doesn't like it because it was a, you know, it was a pretty humanistic yeah, she's look, an so. addict and a liar and she can't manage her life. And I wouldn't like it if that were the case for me either. Yeah. So good. Best of luck to Lindsay. I'll keep you, I'll keep you posted. Um, cause she'll be, she'll Does be this in the mean I don't have to watch she, those she last two out. episodes on my DVR. Cause it was getting really hard for me to watch. I have to admit. <laughs> yeah. Party's oh, over. Uh, is that it Kate? Do we have any more stories? <laughs> That's it. I I think that um, you know I mean I can go on and on but that that's all I was bringing we'll to the see, table. This let's week. let's leave them want more because I mean I'm satiated but I don't want I don't want to give everything away because we're going to do this again next week and keep killing it. What do you guys think? Good, I hope so. Sounds good. Sounds right, fun. Bring- Bring bring your notepad. Uh, yeah, next definitely. Week. Yeah, we yeah we've been dropping truth all episode. We did some sports truths. We did some some big yeah you we did, did some. Big picture, men and women talk. Uh, yeah, really. And, and then can't wait to yeah, listen. Yeah, then we hit the pop culture. So it's it's been like the truth hour, the hour of power. And maybe like next around, maybe yeah, next week around we the can, world in sixty minutes. Ne- next week maybe we can debut some fancy sex. Absolutely, yeah. We do. We we have a blog post coming up with answering some fancy sex questions, and we'll definitely what we'll do is we'll review some of those on the air next week because that's I think people are going to like that and people are going to want to to once they hear people are going to want to bring their own sexual and relationship issues to us to have them help have us help them with it. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, get, and that's what we're he- get we're both here to perspectives. help. Perspectives. Uh, all right, guys, great job as always. Um, thank yeah. you. The, the yeah. Show great, couldn't be going work, better. Everyone. I'm really really proud of myself, but I'm equally as proud of you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much 100% proud yeah, of yeah. all of us. Proud of everybody. Yeah. All right. That's it. Uh, that's episode 19 in the books. Can't believe it. It's been a whirlwind, and it just, it's just going to keep happening. So for Ed Daly, 
for Fancy Sauce. I'm Brian Beckner. This is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Peace and chicken grease. <laughs> Bye. Good job, guys. I don't I don't have a good sign off. I don't really have I can't I wish I could come up with a good uh, it's one. It's kind of better to again. not have a good one. It's like more organic, <laughs> you know. I like I'm like gonna make up a, I'm gonna make up a bunch of really stupid ones. Yeah. Yeah, take yeah. care, brush your hair. That's what I the guy You've said that first before, boss, so it's good. My my first boss used to say that to me. I was like, what what is he talking about? What's with yeah, my hair? That's right. one of those old guy things that don't doesn't mean yeah. anything. Take, take a shower, see it's in like an when, hour. When an old guy walks up to you and they're like, Hey, what do you say? And you're like, What is that? Hi? Like what? What's the answer? That's the old, that's the old the ancient. How you doing? Yeah, but that's, the new slang of that is what's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a new one. What's good? Like I don't I don't know how to answer that. Like just use one of the ones. How you doing? No one does. How's it going? What's up? Right.